This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Ann Romer, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Friend of the show, New York Racing Association Director of Communications, Keith McCalmont, joins us today. This weekend, Belmont Park race meet ends with the thoroughbreds shipping to upstate New York for the ever-popular Saratoga Summer Meeting, one of the oldest racetracks in North America. The famed Saratoga Meeting opens for business on Thursday and ends on September the 4th. The highlight will certainly be the $1.25 million Traverse Stakes for three-year-olds on August the 20th. But wait, hold your horses. There's still the final weekend of Belmont to look forward to first. Keith McCalmont will update us on today's Stakesfield card, which includes the running of the $750,000 Belmont Derby Invitational. Also on the show today, Truro Raceway General Manager Steve Fitzsimmons is our welcome guest. His Truro Harness Track just announced a one-of-a-kind partnership with online sportsbook CoolBet. It will become the track's signature sponsor and be integrated into the track's race day broadcast and fan experience. Truro race fans can expect to see exclusive offerings from CoolBet Canada. Steve Fitzsimmons is here to tell us all about it. Also, Woodbine jockey agent Jordan Miller joins us today, and although it's actually his first time on Ponies 24-7, he's been very well represented on the show lately by his stable of riders, including Kazushi Kimura, Sophia Vivas, and Declan Carroll, all of whom have been guests on our show. Jordan is front and center. We can't wait to learn more about jockey agent Jordan Miller and all the things that he does. And finally, he's back. My incredible co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show. Please get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action. When we come back, Larry Simpson will join us as we talk about our new feature, in case you missed it, Ponies 24-7's recap of the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by R. S. Bulk Propane. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. 
This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer. Let me introduce you to my co-host, Larry Simpson. Always a pleasure to be with you, Larry. Thanks for uh, just being here and being you. Thank you. <laughs> I like that, short and sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so this is In Case You Missed It. It's a look at the week that was in horse racing news and sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Let's begin with Churchill Downs. Earlier this week, a big announcement. Yeah, they we got some good news, uh, finally, uh, out of the racing business. On uh, Wednesday, Churchill donated a bronze statue, which is called Against All Odds, uh, to the National Museum of Racing. Uh, and the, the Pix Hall of Fame... Uh, horse uh, John Henry and Hall of Fame jockey Bill Shoemaker in a stretch battle in the uh, 1981 Arlington Million, which John Henry ended up uh, winning. Uh, he defeated a horse by the name of the Bart. And the statue originally stood at uh, Arlington Park in Chicago. And uh, obviously uh, Churchill have uh, had taken over Arlington and have now uh, Basically, they closed it, and I, you know, I think they're demolishing it. So people were concerned about this statue because when you used to go into Arlington Park, because I was there, you always saw the statue. The first thing you saw it was the first thing you saw, and everybody talked about it, and uh, uh, it was kind of like a, a real talking piece, you could say. So, uh, but it's good news that they have taken the this bronze statue and donated it to the uh, Hall of Fame in Saratoga. That sounds great. And your pick for the Kentucky Derby, Skinner. What's yeah. the news on Skinner? Oh, he's back. <laughs> he's back. Uh, yeah. He, he, unfortunately, <laughs> my pick in the uh, Kentucky Derby didn't mm. make it. He was scratched, but. Uh, He's returned uh, racing today, and he's going to be in the Los Alamitos Derby at uh, Los Alamitos in California. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking uh, at a good performance uh, from him, just like I was looking at a good performance from him in the uh, Kentucky Derby. And we want to say hi to Ken Middleton. He's a friend of our show, and he was in a training accident uh, about a week ago. That's scary stuff. Well, it is, and a lot of people don't know, uh, maybe they don't know Ken. Ken is the announcer at uh, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and he's been doing a great job for years and years. We've had him on the show a few times, and he also has a small stable of horses, and unfortunately he was in a bad uh, training accident the the other day. And, uh, yeah, we wish him well. Absolutely, and indeed we hope that he gets back uh, in the saddle or in the cart or in the announcer booth as soon as possible. That's In Case You Missed It, sponsored by RS Belt Propane on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. We are thrilled to be joined today by friend of the show, Keith McCalmont, Naira's Director of Communications, whose Belmont track today plays host to the $750,000 Belmont Derby. And then next week, his fabled Saratoga track opens for its popular summer race meeting. Keith, great to have you back on the show. This is my first time interviewing you, though, as a kind of a newbie to Ponies 24-7. What a pleasure. Oh, 
Anna, you're you're such a legend of the game, and uh, I grew up uh, watching you uh, on 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 multiple channels in Canada. And uh, it's great to be on air with you, and also with Larry. And uh, great to be talking Canadian racing. Oh, and we call him Legend Larry. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been called a lot worse. So. <laughs> well, let's get right into it, Keith. Uh, today's a big day at uh, Belmont. You got the uh, Belmont Derby and several other stakes races. And you got a horse by the name of Kalik, eh, that uh, Chad Brown is uh, possibly pointing to this year's King's Plate? Yes. The pronunciation on this horse is a stickler for, for the connection. So it's Kalik. Oh, really? And, uh, oh. and it's named, the horse is named after a popular Bahamian beer. Uh, so you can go online and watch the commercials and hopefully order some for you, me, and Anne <laughs> uh, to celebrate with. But yeah, this is a... Uh, a three-year-old Canadian bred, uh, bred in Ontario by Peter Berglar and uh, Anderson Farms. He won the prep for the Belmont Derby, which is the Penine Ridge, and uh, Irad Ortiz Jr. took the horse to the lead, was able to set really moderate fractions that day, and when they turned for home, he found another gear and kicked on to win by a length. Really nice ride. What do you see when you look at Kalik? This is a horse who's... On the improve, he's three straight wins coming into this race. They actually started him out on dirt. They weren't sure if he was a dirt or a turf horse. And so they they went to turf at second asking, and it was a much improved performance. And now that he's back as a three-year-old, he's undefeated. I think uh, the, the, the key to this horse is going to be, can he settle and rate? Uh, because he's won his last two on the lead, and I think there's faster horses in this race, so he may have to be the 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 stalker as opposed to the pace setter this time around. Interesting. But you're seeing with a horse like him and several other horses that have raced on the turf, they can come up here to the King's Plate and transfer over to the Tapita surface pretty well. And you know you're familiar with that by working at Woodbine for so many years, right? So that's an advantage. You're likely to see uh, two potential King's Plate starters here, uh, both Click and uh, Mission of Joy, who runs in the Philly, uh, Philly race, the Belmont Oaks, are both likely headed that way. So Chad Brown has already confirmed that Click will go to the King's Plate, all being well after Saturday's uh, race here. Um, we'll see what happens with Mission of Joy after, after her run this afternoon. Can we talk about three other stakes races on the card today, including the $500,000 Belmont Oaks Invitational for three-year-old Phillies? Pretty exciting day ahead. Yeah, there is a lot of purse money uh, on offer here uh, with between the four stakes races. And with these three-year-old uh, turf races in particular, uh, the Belmont Derby has a lot of current stars. We're talking about uh, international horses like the Foxes and Silvernaut, who are proven at group and graded level. Uh, the Belmont Oaks field doesn't quite have that superstar yet. It's more a case of these are stars on the rise, and one of them is going to be a grade one winner at the end of the day, led by morning line favorite Mission of Joy, who is bred in Ontario by Sampson Farm, uh, comes from the same family as Irish Mission, who was such a popular uh, racehorse at Woodbine through the years for trainer Mark Frostad. Uh, this is a really nice, improving horse, I'm really excited to see what she can do this afternoon. Well, you're getting ready to pack up the Belmont meeting this this week, uh, this weekend, I should say. What was it like, uh, betting handle wise, attendance wise, and that? Uh, what kind of meet was it? 
Handle-wise, we've done really well this year. We're, we're up. I don't have the exact numbers for you. Um, but Belmont always does well handle-wise, and we've set record handle at Saratoga the, the last several years. So this sort of becomes the meat and potatoes of, of, of our meat, uh, where, where all eyes of the racing world is upon us. As much as I'm looking forward to Saratoga, there's so much great stuff to look back on uh, here at Belmont. We had uh, Jenny Antonucci become the first female trainer to win a Triple Crown race when Archangelo won the Belmont. Um, and he worked out in Saratoga this week, and he's pointing to the Travers. So we're really looking forward to that. And even with the, the last couple days of racing here, uh, we ended last week, Irad and Jose Ortiz, two brothers, two of the best jockeys in the, in the, in the world, were tied with 51 wins each. So they're battling it out for the jockey's title here. So as much as I've got one foot in Saratoga, I'm not quite ready to leave Belmont yet. <laughs> I don't blame you. And let's move that foot to Saratoga. It opens this week, as we've mentioned. What makes it so exciting? To me, I always describe it as horse racing fantasy camp. It's <laughs> such a small town, and uh, all the best horses, all the best trainers ship in for two months. And what happens is, it's not just at the track, but you'll go out for dinner at night, and you'll look to your left, and you'll see a Hall of Fame trainer having dinner beside you. And you might go out for a drink and see an owner or a jockey. And um, everyone is out uh, and about meeting and and it's uh just just the atmosphere uh, of the town is, is just geared towards horse racing everyone there has a racing form everyone there is talking about what happened at the track that day or what they're looking forward to seeing at the track tomorrow and then you combine that with the fact that every weekend there's grade one racing there's breeders cup winning your in qualifiers there are rivalries going head to head both with horses and with individuals it's uh, there's really nothing like it and add on top of that 30 40 50,000 fans on track making noise <laughs> there's there's no better place to be to watch a race and of course you you alluded to the fact that you've got the Travers stakes but you're doing something different this year right there's a a Travers uh festival which basically starts on the Wednesday, the 23rd of August, and runs through the Saturday, the 26th, and there's a grade one stakes racing on each one of those days, correct? That's right. It's um, the, the Travers Festival. There's, I, I want to believe there are six grade ones throughout that festival. Um, you know, the Travers is obviously a massive race, but we have the Sword Dancer and the Ballerina, which are Breeders' Cup winning your in races. Um, you've got important sprint races like the Forgo uh, for the older horses and the, and the Allen Jerkins Memorial for, for the sophomores. It's, it's just a stacked card. And uh, for a racing fan, it's unbelievable. It's grade one after grade one after grade one. Mm. Uh, and for those of us that work in the sport, it is a hustle. Not, <laughs> not going to lie. It, it's, uh, you, you're back and forth from winner's circle to desk, typing up quotes and hammering out recaps and... Uh, <sighs> Five hours goes by in the blink of an eye, but uh, you, there's nowhere you'd rather be. Absolutely. And and it's called the Travers Festival, so that makes me think that there's a, an enhanced fan experience as well. There's always something extra going on uh, during the weekends at Saratoga, uh, there, whether it's food trucks or uh, uh, Hall of Fame displays with, with you know, trophies or statues and uh there's always something extra going on at Saratoga, and uh, the people queue up. You wouldn't believe it, Anne. On Travers weekend, 
people are lined up at four in the morning outside the mm. gates getting ready to run for their spot in the backyard so they can camp out and watch the racing for the day. I think that's so interesting. And it's the early bird experience there. So, <laughs> And I guess that's basically what makes Saratoga different from all the other racetracks, right? Is that lifestyle and, and the... Uh, I'm not going to say encampment, but, uh, you know, <laughs> the, where passion. the passion and yeah. Would you, would you agree with that? In some ways, carnival like atmosphere. We, I, I live in Brooklyn 10 months a year and then I move up state for two months. Um, and, uh, you know, we're all in it together. The horses all move up there together. So we're, we're all sort of part of this racing family that moves up to, uh, to Saratoga in the summer, but we're also joined by horsemen from, Kentucky and Pennsylvania and some ship in from California. And so it's the best of the best of the best. And one of the great experiences at Saratoga is getting up to watch Sunday morning turf work uh, because it is a parade of grade one horses breezing over the Oklahoma training turf. And if you get there early enough in the morning, you watch the sunrise and usually there's the, the fog rising up off the track and, uh, it just makes for this beautiful visual uh, experience on top of the fact that you're watching the best in the game ply their trade. And you look to your left, might be Hall of Fame coach uh, Bill Parcells standing there watching one of his horses train. Look to your right, there's Chad Brown and Todd Pletcher timing horses. It's, uh, you know, who you see and, and, and who you're hanging out with and rubbing shoulders with is is next to nine racing royalty. Boy, you should be an author. Your description right there was just perfect. You know, <laughs> we're, we're audio we don't see, but we can imagine just based on what you said. I've got to ask you, you cut your teeth, Keith, at Woodbine, and you are now Naira's Director of Communications. How did you go from one to the other? I actually started my career working in, in, as a litigation law clerk in downtown Toronto, um, and I would spend my mornings on the back stretch at Woodbine <laughs> and uh, started a blog. And from that blog, I ended up uh, getting hired by Woodbine, which was, uh, you know, a great experience for me. And uh, at a certain point, Naira came in and, and were interested in hiring me. And Saratoga is probably my favorite track in North America. And the opportunity to be able to work in New York full time and also be at at, at Sort of the high end of, of racing in North America was was too much uh, to turn down. So as as much as I miss my my Canadian experience uh, and my friends at Woodbine, uh, it really is a, a great thing to be here. And as best I can, I'm always keeping an eye out for those Canadian shippers that might be coming uh, our way to try and win these big races. And uh, there's no cheering in the press box, but. Every once in a while, it might get hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to ask you: do, do you still keep in touch with some of the horsemen that are are here, and you know that you were probably in touch with and you know, working with in the past, and and the people in the press box and that do you, do you still keep in touch with any of them? Oh, a hundred percent. And a lot of them have. Uh, there's some crossover. You know, I spent a lot of time on the phone with Mark Cassie through the years, who's, you know, perennial leading trainer, sovereign award winner at, at Woodbine and uh, our, the running joke with us, that I would always call Mark and I'd be like, hi, Mark, Keith from Woodbine. And now when I call Mark from here, he's like, oh, Keith from Naira, how are you? <laughs> so, you know, and uh, Barb Minchel has sent horses up our way recently. And so I, you know, we're friendly enough to text back and forth um, about whether it has the smoke cleared yet or, you know, uh, how's the turf looking today? And 
you know, I keep a lot uh, in touch with a lot of people via social media as well. But uh, um, it's it's always good to have uh, Canadian connections coming up here. And whenever I can, I always make a point of getting back to the barn to see the horse, to shake a hand, say hello, and and uh, hopefully cheer home a Canadian winner. Quick question before we let you go. Is this a family affair? Is your family now totally involved in horse racing? <laughs> I'm one of the few that probably isn't because my family is, is, is spread all over the place, in, in Northern Ireland and England and elsewhere. But one of the main reasons I moved uh, from Woodbine to New York is uh, my fiancé is American, and we met while we were working in Hong Kong for a social media horse racing event. So we, she moved from California to New York, and I moved from Toronto to New York, and this became our middle ground. So it's a small family, just the two of us, but uh, we're both here working for Naira now and, and uh, blessed to do so. Well, Keith, thanks for doing this. Uh, we certainly miss you up here. So, you know, anytime you're coming back, let us know, eh? <laughs> we'll do, we'll do. I, I, I miss being able to see the King's Plate, uh, but maybe one of the fall races will work out a little better for me. Sounds good. I hope so. What a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you, Keith. Thank you both. Have a great day today. And you as well. When we come back, friend of the show, Steve Fitzsimmons, joins us today on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson.
Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Truro Raceway General Manager Steve Fitzsimmons joins us once again. We're thrilled about that. Recently, the Maritime Harness Track entered into a precedent-setting arrangement with online sportsbook CoolBet. Let's find out all about it and see how Steve is doing. Welcome back to the show, Steve. Thanks, guys. It's great to be back with you again. Well, let's uh, get into this uh, cool idea. <laughs> talk, let's uh, talk first about the, your deal with CoolBet Canada and, and you know some of the details behind it. What, what, what does it entail? Well, we think it's kind of a, a one-of-a-kind relationship that's never been done between a, a harness racing track and, and an online sports book casino before. And basically, we're going to integrate CoolBet into our race day broadcast and fan experience at the track. So you'll see things like uh, exclusive wagering opportunities on other sports other than harness racing on our broadcast with CoolBet. And uh, you'll see them doing some things for us as well. So I think it'll be a back-and-forth beneficial relationship that uh, both parties will benefit from. And you said it's a first of its kind, this particular partnership and pairing. Why is that? And who who made the first uh, step forward in, in this partnership? I actually reached out to them oh. um, because a friend of mine um, had a radio show in, in Ontario that was sponsored by CoolBet. Mm-hmm. And so when I took this job, I said to him, do you think they would be interested in talking to me about possibly doing some sponsorship stuff with Toronto Raceway? So he had spoken to his contact and they said that they'd love to chat with me about it and it really led to even deeper and more than we were expecting um where you know we're talking you know significant integration and and we think down the line some some very interesting partnership opportunities as you know right now at the moment hbi bet is the only platform that you could wager on on harness racing um in Canada. Um, ultimately, if that changes, you know, we'll be in great position where CoolBet would potentially be a partner with us on something like that in the future. So what do you really want to accomplish through this deal to get to that point? Or is there some other uh, ulterior motives in behind it? Well, there's definitely some ulterior motives, obviously revenue generation. We're looking for some new sources of revenue. If we can drive some some business to them, you know, we're going to share in the benefit of that and, and vice versa, you know, if, if they can uh, drive some, some customers to us as well. So I think it's, you know, kind of a mutually beneficial type of relationship and, uh, you know, something that... Uh, we just wanted to think outside the box a little bit and um, the conversations that we had to start with, you know, kind of led to something deeper and something more involved. And, and uh, we were both happy with kind of the direction it led. Wow. Pat on the back for you, Steve Fitzsimmons. That's incredible. Can you talk about the integration of CoolBet Canada into Truro Raceway? They're going to be basically our main partner in terms of uh, everything we do. So our pregame show is going to be called the CoolBet uh, pregame show. Literally on on the fence where the sign Truro Raceway is in our backstretch, it's going to be changed to CoolBet. There's going to be opportunities during our broadcast to to maybe have a specific wager of the day that's like a sports wager, maybe on the Jays or something like that, where our customers get an opportunity to get a significant benefit for playing that that day. And uh, in the long term, I think back and forth, you know, I think they're certainly going to do lots of, uh, of promotional things on site with us where, you know, our customers will have opportunities to win all kinds of prizes and, and different uh you know, promotional opportunities. So, you know, um, I think uh, you'll, you'll see that there's going to be some high-end um, prizes and things like that that are given out um, through this partnership with CoolBot to our customers. So as the signature sponsor, how do they benefit then? They're going to benefit if um, some of our customers decide to sign up for a CoolBet account 
and actually play, you know, their products, right? So, so they have the online sports book. They have the online casino as well. If our customers choose to do that, um, then they will benefit, obviously, from, from new customers. And um, we believe it won't cannibalize us in any way. Mm-hmm. We believe a lot of our customers like to play these different types of uh, wagering opportunities anyway. You know, we may as well um, partner with somebody and benefit ourselves from some of that as well. But also, our customers get significant benefits for being a partner with CoolBet on this. We think it's kind of a win-win-win, if you will. What is the proposed impact, if, if I may ask, on harness racing in general? Could this be precedent-setting... Could it be a wave of the future? Well, interestingly enough, I had a call from another racetrack in Canada that said, you just beat us to the punch on something very similar. <laughs> so I think you're going to see something very fairly soon from another racetrack, actually, that was obviously thinking along the same lines as this. Okay, well, kudos to you, uh, Steve. Let's let's talk about Truro now, the racetrack. Before we came on air, you were saying that there was a little bit of a weather problem with your live race dates. Is that true? Yeah, we've had eight race dates to date, and six of them we've had rain, and one we had sun, and the other one we had sun, but it was really, really cold. So oh, no. We haven't really caught much of a weather break so far, but despite all that, our wagering is up 191% over last year, wow. so we're, we're trending along really well, and I think there's a you know a bunch of reasons for that. I think our broadcast has really uh, taken a huge step forward with Melissa Keith and Grady Hashi as our hosts and, and doing a great job handicapping. And, of course, that competitive wagering menu that I talked about last time when I was on, um, you know, just being industry-leading um, in Canada for 12% uh, low takeout, pick five, and just dropping the percentage of all of our takeouts across the board has really made a huge difference. And then, you know, just um, some per- on-track promotions and marketing things that we've done. We got some real visibility from the Nova Scotia versus Ontario Drivers Challenge that obviously had, you know, Bob McClure, Doug McNair, Louis-Philippe Bois, and James McDonald up here uh, driving against the best of Nova Scotia drivers, and that was a lot of fun. You know, changing post eight actually, to a trailer position versus the outside post position, I think, has made a difference, too. Suddenly, people, you know, are betting post eight on their multi-leg wagers and on win, place, and show, and and last year they are pretty much ignoring it because it just wasn't something that came in very often, if at all. So I think it won twice in... 34 race days or something so <laughs> it was just non-competitive so obviously in ontario the the trailer position is the third best position you know for post position so you know it's uh it's made some difference and people are playing it so i think you know a lot of factors on why we're doing so well and you are doing so well and and now that's in the rear view mirror let's look forward to what's next what what are the special race days coming up july 16th we have an interesting one called distance day where um, aside from the non-winners of one class, every race is going to be at a different uh, non-traditional distance. So we're going to have half-mile dashes, we're going to have three-quarter mile dashes, mile and a quarter, and mile and a half. And we have our sights set on a couple of the Canadian records for those distances. We think that they could be attainable. Um, In particular, the three-quarter mile marked one is only 130 flat because it's a distance that just doesn't run very often. Uh, Northside Downs here in Nova Scotia has it from 2011. We think we can beat that one without too much trouble. We think, you know, one mile and a quarter, mile and a half, they could be possibilities as well. Uh, So we're going to have a bit of fun with that. And you know what? It's going to make horses that maybe traditionally wouldn't race against each other at the mile distance at a half mile. Suddenly it could be more interesting. You got a horse that maybe leaves. It's a seven claimer and can go great for a half and then just isn't as fast in that back half. But over a half, he could compete with the best horses on the track here. So, um, you know, I think we're going to see some interesting things like that that will make that one kind of compelling. 
And then we have uh, Atlantic Grand Circuit Week coming up on July 16th to 23rd, where we have four different race cards. And that, you know, is traditionally the, the biggest race week of our, of our calendar. It has a bunch of Atlantic sire stakes, some invitational races in, in there as well, and lots of sort of festivities that go on. And, uh, you know, I'm taking a page out of a couple of the Ontario tracks in August. We're going to have mini horse races here. Uh, we're going to have wiener dog races here. Thanks, Grand River Raceway, for doing so well with that. I'm kind of stealing your idea on that, so I appreciate that. And then uh, in September, we wanted to honour somebody who means so much to harness racing in Nova Scotia um, and, and maybe hasn't got the recognition that she deserves. You know, the all-time leader in wins and earnings for female drivers in Canada, Claire McDonald. We're going to have Claire McDonald Day here, and uh, it's going to be a fundraiser for Alzheimer's of Canada. It's going to be a day to honor Claire, and there's going to be some merchandise you can you can pick up. And obviously, she's going to be signing autographs and meeting people and her fans. And, and I think that's going to be an incredible day, too. That's fantastic. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you how you had settled into your job as general manager, but <laughs> I, think I think you just answered the question. But anyways, I guess you have settled into uh, the, the new position, eh? I'm doing okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've <laughs> got think... a few things on the go. And, uh, you know, it certainly helps to have done this position before at another racetrack, obviously, and, and to see and have success there and, and, and see some of the great ideas that work there. And, you know, I mean, I brought that uh, playbook with me and, you know, not everything that, that worked there is going to work here, but it's a great place to start. And certainly some of those things are working well. And, uh, you know, there'll be some some interesting um, different things that we do here that I didn't do in Hanover, obviously like the cool bet relationship and that kind of thing. But uh, you know what? It's going really well. I'm really happy so far. You know, Steve, I'm I'm knocked out and bowled over by all of your ideas and all of the suggestions and, and that which we are looking forward to at Truro Raceway. So do you have a war room or a think tank where you all get together and you put your ideas out there? I, I mean, that's what I envision and maybe I'm wrong, but how do you, how do you get everybody together and get all of those ideas on the table. You know what? It's we have a whiteboard that we uh, we spitball and write ideas on, and then <laughs> kind of expand on them. So you're not far off, Anne. Actually, it's kind of <laughs> kind of similar to that. I had one in Hanover as well, and we kind of played back and forth with those ideas. And they sometimes sit on the board for a couple of months, and we you know, kind of think of a way to to make that uh, an idea that would work. So you know, and sometimes we'd we'd obviously erase ideas off that just we couldn't get anywhere with. You know, we have an idea, we write it on the board, and we kind of uh, ruminate on it and think about how could we make that something that, that the fans would enjoy and it actually benefits. You were at Hanover for a few years and now you're at Truro. Is there any major significant difference between the two tracks that you could, you know, point your finger at? Yeah, I mean, certainly some of the regulatory things. As an example, you know, in Ontario, um, you have to have a a veterinarian on site for racing, period. Mm -hmm. There's no alternative. You can't race without that. And um, we we don't actually require that here in Atlantic Canada. You basically require somebody to be on call, but um, you know there's a real vet shortage down here, and so that's a really tough ask to to, to have for Atlantic Canada track. So so interesting little things like that. Um, you know we had a gate person at Hanover that basically opened and closed the gate on the track. They don't have such a thing here. <laughs> basically, it's an op- There's an opening, and you know whoever's over there might close it or they might just leave it semi-open and well during the race it's kind of interesting actually but intricacies like that that i think you know 
certain things cost more money and there's more money in harness racing in Ontario, right? So, so the mm-hmm. tracks can afford to pay for some of these extra things like, you know, having a vet, you know, costs significant dollars per race day type of thing, right? To not have to do that here, it saves money and we don't have as much money in the system. So, you know, I guess that's one of those ways that they can kind of get around that. Steve, you have made a difference at Truro so far. What are your hopes and dreams for the raceway in the future? Well, I hope to build on, um, you know, our positive start. But, you know, this is going to be an incremental process for sure. You know, we have a goal for race for year number one, I should say. And our goal so far, we're exceeding where I thought we would be after year number one in terms of uh, total wagering and certain things we're accomplishing with some metrics. But, um, you know, we have kind of a, I have a kind of a three-year plan of where I'd like to see things go. And so far, so good. But, uh, you know, I think... As we build, um, you know, more of a cachet in the marketplace for for being competitive with wagering, you know, that just doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. And, you know, we've seen some growth. And I think, you know, we'll continue to see that as people see, the you know, the significant payouts that they get back because we take we take less money out of the pool than anyone else, basically. So, um, you know, I think those things take some time to grow. And um, we're really happy with the progress we've made. But I think, you know, over time, we're going to have some more incremental growth. And uh, that's what I'm kind of banking on. Well, Steve, I'm sure you've got some great ideas sitting on ice in the cooler. So, uh, <laughs> you know, thanks for doing this today, and uh, good luck with Truro, the rest of the uh, the meet, and uh, going forward from there. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure to talk to you. After the break, when we come back, Woodbine jockey agent Jordan Miller joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live harness racing continues at the Meadowlands every Friday and Saturday evening with a post time of 6.20 p.m. The Meadowlands Championship Meet is highlighted by the Meadowlands Pace on July 15th. And on Saturday, August 5th, it's the famed $1 million Hamiltonian, headlining an exceptional day of stakes events with a special post time of 12 noon. Watch and wager on all of the big games exciting harness racing through your HPI Bet account and Dark Horse app and be part of the Meadowlands Racing Experience. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian owned and family operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. A new friend of the show, Woodbine jockey agent Jordan Miller joins us. Jordan has been well represented on the show in recent weeks with all three of his jockeys taking part in show interviews, Kazushi Kamira. 
apprentice jockey Sophia Vivas and also Declan Carroll. Today, the head of this impressive rider's stable joins us for the very first time. Jordan, welcome to the show. It's great to have you with us. Thank you very much for having me. Well, how did you actually get into the business as a jocks agent, Jordan? Well, that's kind of a long story. I'm third generation in horse racing. My grandparents on both sides were trainers. Both my parents were trainers. Kind of just grew up in the industry. I started as a hot walker and a groom. I was an assistant for my parents. I was an exercise rider for 15 years. I owned and trained a few horses on my own through the years. Kind of just, uh, it was time to stop galloping. I'm actually pretty tall and kind of heavy for an exercise rider. And uh, so I called it quits and tried out uh, being an agent about six years ago. You have quite a pedigree. How did you go from that to a jockey's agent? I mean, it's not an easy leap, is it? You know, as in any job, you got to start at the bottom and work your way up. And, you know, horse racing is a, it's a very competitive sport, and especially with the jockeys and the agenting. So it's hard to get traction early. And, uh, you know, I just got extremely lucky with uh, some good riders early on. And, uh, you know, here we are. Well, you've had some pretty good success this year with your three riders. What What is it you look for when you agree to represent a, a jockey as their agent? Skill is obviously right up top. You want riders that are determined that, you know, are going to show up in the morning to do their morning work, do their homework for the races, personal with the trainers, stuff like that. I look at the, the riders that you represent, Kazushi Kamira, Apprentice jockey Sophia Vivas and Declan Carroll. Who came to whom first? Did the, the riders come to you or did you go to them and say, I want to represent you? With Kazushi, he was over here just exercise riding. And uh, I happened to see him in the morning riding and I approached him and he didn't uh, speak any English. <laughs> we actually communicated through uh, Google Translate for about three months. That's how we had kind of got together. With me and Declan, he had actually called me last year when uh, Kazushi actually had a bad accident last summer and was going to be off for a little while. And uh, so Declan had contacted me to see if I was willing to take him on. And uh, with Sophia, it was kind of a right place, right time. Uh, She had come up from uh, the States, and uh, she's American, so at the time she was coming up to ride for Mark Cassie in the morning as an exercise rider, but she didn't actually have her license that morning, and she came to the track and was standing by the rail, and I happened to be there, and we just got to chit-chatting and talking about what she was looking to do up in Canada, and uh, we stayed in touch. I helped her get her paperwork and uh, get her license and everything, and then we started her up in the fall, and that's kind of how that worked. Is there one maybe life value that your three riders share that, uh, you know, that was one of the things that would attract you to them? Oh, 100%. It's their passion. All three of them are actually second and third generation horsemen and horsewomen. Kazushi's dad runs a training center in, uh, in Japan, and his brother gets on horses and does some pin hooking with the selling. Declan's dad... Uh, it was a very good trainer in the States and now is an assistant trainer for Mark Cassie. And he has other family members that are jockeys overseas. Sophia's dad was actually a, a jockey in the States and he won, I believe, around seven or 800 races back in the uh, 
90s. So, Jordan, what exactly does being a jockey's agent entail? And and what do you do specifically for Kazushi, for Sophia, and for Declan? My job is just to get them on the best horse in each race. And, uh, you know, a lot of it comes down to uh, handicapping races and figuring out where people are going to be going with their horses before they even ask you where they're going to be going with the horses so that you can try to figure out which ones you would agree to and which ones you wouldn't agree to. The personal skills also, um, you know, with uh, relationships that you have with trainers, with owners, um, be it if you have ridden horses in the past for them with your riders or, you know, I kind of had a, a little bit of a leg up too from my earlier career as an exercise rider because I used to ride for a lot of the trainers and I already kind of had a, a personal rapport with them before I became an agent. So I found that that had helped move things along in in that aspect. What is a day in the life of Jordan Miller like? Get up, go to the track, you know, normally get there around 6, 6.30. I like to watch the horses train. Um, all the trainers are out, so you're able to, you know, talk with them and, you know, maybe they've got some ideas if they're wanting to switch riders and you're there and you're able to uh, talk with them. I mean, most mornings my riders will be there uh, breezing horses. So I'm watching and I'm timing the horses that they're breezing so I can see how they're performing, good and bad. If the horses are doing well, you want to be on the ones that are doing well. And if some of the horses aren't on top of their game, you know, maybe I want to stay, steer clear. So does that routine change on, on a race day? actually a little busier on a, on a race day because typically um, trainers like to breeze horses on a seven-day pattern. If you're setting up a horse for a race on a Saturday or a Sunday, you're typically breezing on a Saturday or a Sunday, seven days out, 14 days out, 21 days out. So the weekends typically are a lot busier for breezing in the mornings. Sounds like your job is a seven-days-a-week job, 24-7, are you happy with that? Is that your world now, right now, Jordan? Uh, no, 100%. I love it. I mean, it's all I ever wanted to do. And um, besides being an actual jockey, which then physically was never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I love it. And, I mean, you know, sometimes someone will call me as early as 5 in the morning. And sometimes somebody will call me as late as 10 o'clock at night. Just I have to always be accessible. And I'm, I'm happy to do it because every time the phone rings, potentially it's a paycheck. Well, you're wearing me out listening to your schedule. So I'm going to ask probably a crazy question. What do you do in your downtime? I normally take Monday mornings off. I don't go into the track on Monday mornings. So I like to go golfing with friends on Mondays. So that would be, that's my, my pastime. And do you turn your phone off when you're on the golf course? Never. They always bug me. They always bug me. You know, it's interesting. You, you come from a long line of horse people and, and trainers in particular. And you just mentioned that, you know, you, you would like to have been a jockey, but you're not the right size for that. Does all of that, if you put your passion for, for riding and your, your love and understanding of horses and your background, does that help you be a better jockey's agent? I think it does. I mean, uh, you know, from I think especially from riding, spending so many years riding, I can I can understand what the rider's feedback is. You know, if they say this horse felt like this, I can understand exactly you know what they're talking about. And uh, a lot of times, um, 
you know, it's not so easy for a rider to just explain exactly how they feel because a lot about being a jockey is about feel. So I think that uh, it helped. It definitely helps me out to understand what they're trying to explain since I was on horses for so long. So earlier you, you mentioned about the various steps you took to becoming a, a jockey's agent and, and the various occupations around the track and that. Could you see a time in the future, maybe not the near future, but in the future, uh, where you may step away from being a jockey's agent and do something else in the horse racing industry? Maybe when you're our age? <laughs> <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> Never. No, I, I, I love this job, and, uh, you know, you can do it until, you know, however old you want to be. I mean, there's uh, there's successful agents that are in their 70s and, and early 80s, so as long as you, uh, if you still have the passion and you still have the clients that, you know, trust you to represent them, then uh, there's no reason to stop. Jordan, the King's Plate is coming up next month. What does that mean to you? What does the King's Plate mean to you? Well, it's the it's the it's the race. It's the race you want to win. If you're Canadian and you're you're passionate about horse racing, that's the race. So uh, you know, every year we, you know, we try hard to to get a horse that has a shot to win it. We haven't been successful yet. We've been pretty close, but you know, it's it's not an easy race to win. And uh, I think that's just that uh, adds to the allure. Well, it's still early, but I'm sure you've got your eye on on a few potential mounts for your riders. Yeah, yeah, I I I do. Um, but like I said, I tr- I try not to uh, commit too early because a lot of stuff changes uh, last minute, especially with that race. You know, so. Um, horses can ship up from the States or, you know, even coming up, we still have the plate trial. You still have the Oaks horses come out of those races and, uh, can run big in the plate as well. So, um, I haven't committed to anything yet and still eyes are open, but, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it all. But I guess you have to pretty much stay abreast of what's going on in, in North America. Like today, for instance, that, uh, at Belmont, you have Kalik racing there. Chad Brown's horse is one of the favorites, right, Correct. for the King's Plate. Now, Correct. Is, is he on your radar to potentially want to get one of your riders riding him? Yes, I have been speaking with Chad in the, the last few months, and uh, he is a possible for coming up here. Um, we'll see how he races uh, today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he if he wins impressively down there today, who knows? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't come up, and they keep him on on grass down the state. So right. we'll see what ha- we'll see what happens. Um, but he's definitely on the on the forefront. Um, another horse ran, uh, I believe, last weekend on the grass in Belmont. It was very very impressive. It was like a third st- third time starter, I believe of uh sherry devoe um so there's 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 definitely horses to be keeping an eye on outside of woodbine and it's very important that you are keeping an eye on these horses outside of woodbine but also at woodbine do you also listen to your jockeys do you hear what they have to say about the horses they have an eye on um i mean i'm listening to them all the time their feedback and stuff like that um as far as like moving forward with races, um, they kind of leave they kind of leave that with me with uh, with where I'm looking for horses for certain races and stuff like that. 
Um, you know, if we get into a bind where we might have a couple horses, then, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. But for the most part, um, they just kind of leave it up to me to, to try to figure out. Well, a quick question before we let you go. And it's a question I ask everybody their first time when they're on the show. What horse was it that sold you on the horse racing business? I'm going to have to say the horse's name was Seal. And uh, I was about seven, eight years old. And my parents had gotten me my owner's license. And uh, the horse made its first lifetime start and it won. And uh, I'll never forget it. And uh, that's probably the moment that sealed it for me. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Great, Jordan. Thanks for doing this, and uh, good luck with your riders for the rest of the season. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. A pleasure. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and of course some racing at several other North American tracks. So make sure your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market, and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Pine View Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pine View dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems as Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. I think you've got some winners, I hope. 
I think there might be some cool gems. <laughs> Ooh, very good. Thank you. Let's start at Woodbine. They offer a good 11 race card today, including two stakes, the Lake Huron and the Georgian Bay. Race five, though, is a maiden special weight for two-year-old fillies, five and a half furlongs on the tapita surface for a purse of $111,600. Compact field of eight have been entered with six making their first lifetime start, and I'm looking at one of the new faces, that being number five, you be the judge, who is a daughter of Jimmy Creed, who has sired 13% two-year-olds making their debut start. You be the judge is a sister to stakes winners Cooler Mike and Sav, who actually was a winner first time out. Trainer Steve Owens has been hot so far this year with four wins and two-thirds and nine starters, and overall is 20% with horses making their first lifetime start. Apprentice jockey uh, Sophia Vivas, friend of the show, picks up the mount today, and the combination of Vivas and Owens are three for three in, tw- in 2023. That rhymes. Uh, Woodbine, race five, number five, you be the judge. Uh, Horseshoe Indianapolis has their showcase day, including the running of the Grade 3 Indiana Derby for three-year-olds or a purse of $300,000, which is race 12 on the card. Race 11, though, is the Philly equivalent with the Grade 3 Indiana Oaks, which is a mile and a 16th on the dirt and a purse of 200000 Eight Phillies are set to face the starter, including number two, Taxed, who is proving to be a very profitable claim for $50,000. Tax seems to have figured this game out, which was very evident on Preakness Day, which saw Tax run away to an easy victory in the Grade 2 Black-Eyed Susan Stakes by three and three-quarter lengths. That victory was Tax's best effort to date and helped push her 2023 earnings to over $330,000. That's not bad for a $50,000 horse. And since that Black-Eyed Susan victory, Tax has worked three times, including two at five furlongs. So Horseshoe Indianapolis... Race 11, the Indiana Oaks, number two, taxed. Woodbine Mohawk Park offers the 11 race card tonight, including one leg of an Ontario Sire Stakes Gold event for three-year-old trotting colts and gallings for a purse of 159000 Race 11, though, is a one-mile pace for a purse of $19,000, and I believe this race goes through number four, Max Delight, who raced very well last Saturday in his Ontario Sire Stakes Gold event. In that race, Max Delight raced at the back throughout. In fact, he was about 11 lengths back at the quarter pole, but raced his last half in 52-4 and four, and a last quarter in 25-1. and one. Had Max Delight not run up on the backs of a couple of horses late in the mile, he may have been a lot closer, but as it was, he was only one and a half lengths behind at the wire. Prior to last week, Max Delight had been racing in Pennsylvania and went into that last race off a layoff, having not raced since June 13th. He should be much fitter tonight, and he should enjoy the class relief with tonight's drop into a none winners of two. Woodbine Mohawk Park, race 11, number four, Max Delight. The Meadowlands has another 14 race card tonight, including two divisions of eliminations for next Saturday's Meadowlands pace. Race 14, though, is a one-mile trot for a purse of $12,500. Ten horses are set to go, including number one, Dribbling By, who threw in a bit of a clunker last start after a win and a second to two starts before that. Part of the sixth-place finish could be the result of a class hike, but tonight we see dribbling by back in the same class where he finished a close second, two starts back. Last week, dribbling by was race-timed in 153-2, and two, which makes him competitive with the rest of tonight's field, and grabbing the likes of Dexter Dunn in the bike tonight certainly should help the cause. 
A winner of 9 of 47 lifetime, dribbling by, looks well set to perhaps make it 10 of 48 tonight. The Meadowlands race 14, number one, dribbling by. Larry, you are amazing. I can't believe the work you do, and I hope that all of your suggestions pan out for everybody listening. (laughs) And I look forward to being with you next Saturday. And a big shout-out to Mark at Fans of Horse Racing. Hey, Mark. And... A final goodbye and thank you for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a little reminder, if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, and, by the way, a new one will be released shortly, please email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign, Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca forward slash ponies and donate to this worthy cause. Please stay with 105.9 The Region all weekend long and thank you so much for listening. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.